0: Welcome to the Teen Spirit Podcast, presented by the Skyline Writing Center. I'm Jeff Austin, the Writing Center's Director, and I'm spending time this week talking with the six finalists for the 2021 Skyline Writing Prize. We'll learn more about them, their inspiration, their writing process, and they'll find out where they finished in this year's competition. Each of our winners will receive a cash prize to celebrate their work and support their future ambitions. All the work you hear throughout this series will be available in this year's issue of Teen Spirit, Skyline's literary magazine. This year's issue will be digital only because of the continuing COVID-19 pandemic. You can see it at skylineritingcenter.org. This year's issue is full of student stories, poems, art, photography, videos, playlists, and more around the theme of renovations. Today's guest is Kelsey Walworth, a Skyline senior and one of our honorable mention finalists. Kelsey Walworth, a Skyline senior, has spent the last two years as a Writing Center tutor and um, as a member of the Teen Spirit editorial board. Kelsey's writing is personal, insightful, and meaningful, and Kelsey's willingness to sit with nuance and complexity and make her one of my favorite student writers. In addition to her writing, I can't say enough about everything that Kelsey has meant to Writing Center and to the writers that she's worked with. This introduction is only a small window into how amazing Kelsey is as a writer, a tutor, and most of all, a person. Uh, Kelsey's off to do great things down the road at the University of Michigan next year. Uh, but thanks for being here today, Kelsey. Thank you. Uh, so you know, you uh, have had a number of really great pieces in Teen Spirit over the last couple of years, and, and including your submissions this year. So you know. I'm wondering about your writing process a little bit. Um, How do you go from an idea or uh, like a flash of brilliance into these, um, these final products, which, as I said, in your introduction are personal, insightful, meaningful, nuanced, complex. How do you, how do you get from, (laughs) how do you get from point A to, you know, point
1: Z? I definitely do like a lot of, writing in my head or like sort of talking to myself almost in my head like once I have an idea I will carry it around for a little while like my teen spirit pieces this year I had an idea all the way in the fall like when I was doing college essays and things and then I sort of held on to it and didn't end up writing anything until a week or two before submitting Um, so I just like I don't know, I sort of talk through what I'm going to write myself in my head. Um, But also, like, for my piece, I'm thinking about last year, I like to find prompts, too, sometimes for writing. Like, that can often help me get going. And then I end up, like, writing everything down on paper and coming back to revise it, because as I wrote in one of my pieces, that's, like, my favorite part of writing, the revision.
0: You've always been uh, since I first met you in ninth grade, uh, big into revision. I mean, that, that is something I I knew about you or learned about you almost instantaneously, uh, after meeting you and learning more about you as a writer. Um, like I said, I've known you since ninth grade. Um, one of the other things that I'm kind of interested in about your writing process is I've noticed over the years that you've, um, really, uh, at least from my vantage point opened up your writings become a lot more vulnerable. Um, you're sharing a lot more about yourself. Um, you know, what does that process look like for you where you've become willing to, to lay out some, some personal details and some vulnerable moments in your writing?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I don't, I'm very good at when I'm in person, like people, like, meeting new people, just, like, sort of rolling with it, and I think a lot of people don't know how, like, nervous I actually am to share with people, um, so I guess, like, I sort of think about just writing not really to an audience, um, and then for things like Teen Spirit, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to submit it, and then just, like, not look at it, so I don't feel, um, I don't know, nervous about it or self-conscious about it. But like, um, I guess I think practice helps with that. Just like, um, practicing like, you know, like writing it for myself and then submitting it and then good things happening. You know, I think, you know, you're,
0: what you're making me think of is a, a really good point that, uh, you know, I, I heard the other night, Um, from a a poet who was talking a little bit about their process. And they said, you know, um, often when I write poetry um, or when I write a a different kind of piece, my audience is myself first. Um, That doesn't mean it'll never get into the public eye or that I'll never share with anybody. But really, uh, my first audience is me. Because a lot of times I think when we write, we're coping or we're processing or, um, you know, you talked about writing in your head. Uh, I, you know, I think that's a way of processing and a way of coping. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that your first audience can be yourself and that's not necessarily bad. Yeah. Um, so you're going to read a piece today, uh, called Sunday night. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, what Sunday night is and how it came to be?
1: Um, so it's kind of, it's inspired by this whole, like, Zoom school year and a little bit of the growing that I've been doing this year with, um, it was it's kind of hard, I think, for everyone to not have a ton of separation between school and, like, home um, when we're all learning online. But in a way, like, struggling with that has sort of helped me become a little less, um, I don't know, I guess a little less perfectionistic, a little less concerned with, like, everything being totally perfect for school, you know, so it's sort of like, um, the, the piece is not word for word a real Sunday night that I experienced, but it's sort of a um, inspired by some evenings, you know, Sunday night right before Monday going back to school, you know, you have all the homework that you had to do over the weekend. Um, So it's sort of like reflecting on a little bit of like what my personality and outlook toward school and assignments were at the beginning of high school to now. And I think a lot of that change might not have happened without all of our Zoom school year. (laughs)
0: When i read this piece uh it, it you know it really took me back to thinking a little bit about boundaries and how important boundaries have become in uh the the online school environment but even a, 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 as somebody who's had to do the bulk of their work online you know it's an interesting dynamic when work and home just like school and home uh are the same place but you know we we talk a lot about boundaries in writing center and we've had those conversations this year. Um, and you know, uh, you know, I just keep thinking about, um, Prentice Hemphill's quote that, uh, boundaries allow us the space to love me and you at the same time. Right. Um, and Adrian Marie Brown's quote, uh, about, uh, if you respect my, no, you'll benefit great more greatly from my yes. Um, and I think, you know, uh, it, it, if we think about what we want to carry forward from a Zoom school year, it might be boundaries. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, one of the cool things about these podcasts is that we get to hear writers uh, read their work in their own voice. So I'm going to turn it over to you here to... Uh, to, to give us the show, uh, and so yeah. we can hear Sunday night straight from the author herself.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's a Sunday night in February, and she's sitting at her desk in front of her computer. It's dark outside the window, and her bedroom is just a little bit messy. The pileup of things, a subtle indication that she's reached the end of a busy week. The glowing digital clock on her dresser reads 11 p.m. It's been a long day, but also a successful one. She led a Zoom writing group for elementary schoolers, came really close to mastering her latest minuet on piano, and baked sugar cookies from scratch with her sister, just because. She enjoyed the barest taste of spring on a walk with her mom and the dog. It was still cold outside, but blissfully sunny. In the evening... She drove herself all the way to the barn, where she rode a horse, did groundwork with two more, and helped her friend with chores. Now, though, a calculus assignment hangs over her head. Also, she has a paper due in Spanish in two days, and a test at the end of the week in biology. How did it all get away from her? Maybe if she hadn't spent so much time at the barn, or hadn't gone out for a walk, she thinks, she could have been more productive. She tells herself it's not really that late. She should be able to do this. There's still plenty of time before school starts tomorrow, and she usually has no problem staying up well past midnight. She's really tired, though. She hovers her cursor over the bookmarked icon for the school's learning management system. Does she even have the mental capacity left to do homework? She thinks back to another girl she used to know. A nervous 14-year-old with ambitious expectations for herself and endless persistence. That girl could always be counted on to get it done, no matter the situation, no matter what it was. She has to admire that girl's determination. Her ability to withstand discomfort and adapt to constraints, even the outrageous ones. That girl would never give an excuse. Never blame another person or circumstance. Never ask for an extension. Never miss a deadline. That girl always had the will and always found a way, even when it meant struggling more than she ever should have had to. That girl is gone now, she thinks. She's not sure where she went. She only knows that one day she woke up and realized that the tireless commitment to perfection just wasn't there anymore. She can't tell if this is a good or a bad thing. Was she really gone, though? What if that girl hadn't completely disappeared? Just changed? What if she had found something inside of her that allowed her to forgive herself? To see herself in a larger context? To understand that asking for help isn't just another way of making an excuse. Something that taught her to give herself a break. To let herself be weak. To be at peace with not having all of the answers. That girl hadn't fully healed, but she was healing. Hadn't fully grown, but she was growing. Back in the bedroom, she considers clicking on the icon. That girl she used to know definitely would have. She'd have already pulled out her math book and started diligently struggling with the problem set. But what about the girl she is now? Another minute passes. She wonders if several hours of misery are worth being able to press a few submit buttons before morning. She closes her computer with a defiant flourish. She won't get any more work done this weekend, but that's okay. Teachers are understanding. Deadlines are flexible. Heck, she's a second semester senior. Grades barely matter at this point. She's had a busy day. She's finally going to get some rest. And for now, that's enough.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that uh, with us. Uh, That's, uh, you know, I think uh, that's something I think that, you know, again, you're your first audience, but a lot of people are going to hear this and read this and I think relate to exactly what it is that you're going through at this point uh, in the poem. Uh, All right. Uh, I am here to tell you very uh, excitedly that you are one of our honorable mention winners uh, this year. Uh, so congratulations on uh, being uh, part of the Skyline Writing Prize finalist crew and uh, you know, uh, putting your piece out into the universe. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Very exciting. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. It was great to hear you read your piece, like I said, and you know, thanks for talking to us about your writing process uh, today.
1: Yeah, no problem. This is really fun. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Teen Spirit Renovations podcast and for supporting all of these incredible writers. The Skyline Writing Center is proud to have given over $2,500 in celebration and support of our Skyline writers, and we look forward to continuing our tradition next year and beyond. This issue is the second produced during the pandemic, and I want to thank all of the amazing students at Skyline for continuing to support this endeavor with their work, and to our student editorial board for sticking together and Sticking with the Mess, to put together another amazing edition of Teen Spirit. Remember to visit SkylineWritingCenter.org to check out the digital edition of Teen Spirit, our literary magazine featuring our writing prize winners and many of their classmates. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more information. I'm Jeff Austin for the
1: Skyline Writing Center.